Excellent. Okay, so now we're recording. Um, I just think that um, it's going to be really interesting seeing how people are going to fare with um, with being a bearded influencer. Um, and uh, this is something that I was like thinking of um, about even some of the skin influencers that I follow. Yeah. Um, because I, I don't want to make this episode so political, but the thing is, it actually still has a lot to do with how people sell themselves and oh, sell absolutely. products. Yeah. And I think that it's just going to be really interesting. Um, and some of the things that even the quote unquote liberal people are saying um, is I was like, hmm, are you basically saying you are going to vote for, you know, the person who lost? And um, it, it's just, it's just, um, I don't know. It, it, I questioned, and then they don't answer. Oh, sure. And they they just don't answer. They their their answer is, um, I don't like either of them. And I'm like, hmm, that's a that's, cop out. That's like, a cop out, and yeah, everything. Most I didn't the, particularly like either one, but one is a yeah. hell of a lot better than the other. That's yes, exactly. That's yeah. the best way how to view it. And oddly enough, as much as I love the Jersey Shore and everything um Vinny um one of the characters he displays something rather odd in my opinion and he was talking about like he wasn't verbally talking about but he was recording what he was watching on television and it happened to be Fox News and I was like hmm that's odd and everything and he has always kind of come off a little conservative yeah and everything and then i asked him which he hasn't gotten back to is i'm sure that he gets like hella dms and he's more about probably getting his dick wet than anything <laughs> and everything like that and i asked him like are you like republican if you don't mind me asking and all and he didn't get back to me or whatever um and i don't expect people to but eventually you will see that they looked at it and everything yeah. or either it's or it's either that your message is in spam or yeah. it's being filtered and there's just thousands and thousands of messages and whatever, but it just kind of rubbed me the wrong way. And I actually unfollowed him on Instagram and everything. Yeah. It, it was just something rather odd. None of this intro part is going to be featured no, for in sure. this and whatever, but it was just rather weird. Does that make sense? Like, no, I, I totally get it. Yeah. Cause I, I think the thing is like, I don't know. Certain people, like, they kind of tip their hand anyway. And it's like, yeah. okay, that's cool. But then, like, once they, like, go all in, it's like, uh, okay, I I'm done with you. That sort of thing, you know? Yeah, it really it really is. Um, so how do you want to introduce um, this episode? Because like I'm like I've been wrapping my head around it because like I um trying to wrap my head around it I I just can't I keep on thinking about it, and I am telling myself there, it's going to be really interesting, to see, what sales are going to increase um 
POC brand wise and also decrease POC brand wise or see an influx of advertisement or people pouring out another brand and whatever. Yeah. It, it, it's just interesting. Um, and I've noticed that some companies that I follow um, that own an online business, they've actually shut their doors finally, and they're doing like clearance sales of up to 30% off right now. Um, and one of them is, um, let me see, I think it's called, as I found them on Instagram, I think you're following them too. I don't remember. Let me see. Um, I think it's called Gentleman's Corner USA. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They have like, you don't need a huge Instagram presence, but you can have an, a good online um, based presence. And yeah, this is the one, um, the gentleman's corner, they're going out of business. So I'm just wondering um, what's going on in the community in general. I'm wondering, is this dealing with with politics or whatever, or is it just the fact that the economy is just pretty much shot? And just for the people who are listening right now, um, their promo code for Gentleman's Corner, if you go to their gentleman's-corner.com, they're based in San Diego, California. Um, They are going out of business and they're closing their shop and they've only been around for three years from what I'm reading. If you use the code thank you at the end of checkout, you will save 30% off of your entire purchase. And there's stuff that's already on sale. So that's 30% off on top of that. That's what I've noticed. So, but yeah, I guess like, um, welcome back to our <laughs> channel, you guys. Um, so this is Rodney, aka Greenbird555. And we have Santino, also known as Velas and Terminal. Um, welcome to Offbeat Beards. Um, I know that this is um, a rather like kind of like awkward um, introduction, I guess, or whatever, because there's just so much stuff that's just going on right now. And um, yeah, this is, I guess, like uh, the conversation that is kind of hard to have um, with people and just in general overall is whether or not like businesses are going to continue with the direction that they are going, the way how people have been selling themselves as Okay, um, everything kind of ties in together. We're trying to not make this so political and everything like that, but you know, at the end of the day, unfortunately, politics does come into play on how you sell yourself as a brand. Yeah, no, absolutely. It's I, oh, yeah, I think yeah. it's gonna I think it's gonna intensify certain trends that we've already seen because it's like you yes. touched on uh, before. I don't know if that's gonna make it in the recording or not, but if not, mm-hmm. just to refresh uh, everyone listening, uh, the economy sucks. In case you haven't yeah. noticed, and like yeah. you can tell yourself that it doesn't, whatever, but it does, and mm-hmm. you know, call it a result of you know COVID or just whatever. It, it is going to get worse, most likely. At least that's kind of everything that I've read. When you've got mm-hmm. people like Jamie Dimon, who is by no means, you know, this, I don't know what the what the cool insults are now for people, liberal snowflake or whatever. Jamie Dimon is far from that. CEO of Chase. He's a, mm-hmm. the man loves money. 
eats, yeah. breathes, shits, sleeps money. He knows money. And he's saying, uh, eh, things are going to get worse before they get better. It's like, yes. well, okay. I'm, I'm listening to him. Um, but, uh, I think that kind of started it. And then of course, yeah, you know, politics become certain brands identities and, you know, right or wrong. I don't necessarily, I hate when people are like, Oh, brands shouldn't get political, whatever this not. Cause they always say that to brands whose politics they don't agree with. Yeah, and there exactly. are plenty of brands out there whose politics I don't personally agree with. But you know, if they make a good product and they're not, you know, just freaking scumbags about it, yeah. like we still live in a society. It's still a free country where people yeah. are allowed to express their opinion, and I think that's okay. But I do think that you know, with certain brands, you know, uh, jumping on political bandwagons one way or another, that is going to affect you know not only sales but um, <laughs> brand livelihood, for lack of a better term. You know, that's totally true. Um, I, I guess like you just explained it um, more, uh, way better than I was trying to translate it in my mind because my mind goes a million miles an hour in terms of like how everything is being played out. Um, you know, um, I, I would like to reach out and question um, the Gentleman's Corner. Um, like I just mentioned earlier, you guys, I would like to question not in an aggressive, mean way. It's more like, oh, do you have a comment on why you were yeah. closing down? And um, one of the things that I'm just kind of also concerned about, okay, is that we've had all of these amazing movements, whether you agree with me or not. I'm talking about like BLM, Black Lives Matter, mainly because that happened actually not only nationally, but worldwide. Like everyone came together as one. So. I'm just wondering how much is the current status right now going to possibly affect POC, people of colors, companies, and brands? Um, I've noticed that there has been an increase in, of course, you know, if some of you guys want to call California liberal and everything, it's really actually not that liberal <laughs> as, no, as much not. as as <laughs> much as you guys would like to think so. Um, San Francisco is far from that at this point, I believe. Um, after living there, being like living there for a, a pretty long minute, and also just growing up in California, it seems like San Francisco is starting to. Um, backtrack into a more conservative vibe. Yes, you may see people who are liberal, quote unquote, or who are just more free spirited and everything. But um, at the end of the day, that doesn't mean jack shit to quite a few people because that's just one little bubble. Yeah. Alone. The, the other thing too, like people have this weird impression of San Francisco and, you know, even if you visit or something, they're very good at having this veneer, but like yeah. if you spent any amount of time in San Francisco, if you live in the Bay area, if you lived in San Francisco, whatever, mm -hmm. like you can ask just about anyone, like what's the first thing that comes to mind with San Francisco? It is racist as shit. It is yeah. classist as shit. Yes. So like, you know, they might espouse these liberal ideals, but at the end of the day, like personally, uh, they're, <laughs> yes, they, they like to keep themselves in their ivory tower and they don't necessarily want outsiders in there, you know, that sort of thing. Yes, um, especially in certain areas, like we all know <laughs> a bunch of Karens reside in the Marina district, that oh, is for sure. God. 
Yeah. All the yeah. man Karens, the Karens, the Kevins, however you want to <laughs> describe them as. But there are certain very like elitist hippy dippy areas. Yeah. So, um, oh my God, I'm trying to remember because I'm not looking at an SF map anymore. Um, this one area in San Francisco, it is actually right above Hate Street. You just drive maybe, I want to say five blocks up. Um, five blocks up from Hate Street. Uh, I think it's Coal Valley. I Wait, I was thinking Noe Valley. Is no, it no, 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 no. I think it's I think it's Coal Valley. Okay. Um, you've heard of Coal Valley, right? I have. Yeah. 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 I I believe it's Coal Valley. I've been to Coal Valley a few times, and it is awkward being there as a POC person. It it is like the white ethereal hippies that are that are up there it's like white hippies only that's the yeah. vibe that i got from them yeah. and i like a lot of people a lot of poc people agree with me after i mention that and everything because they're like oh yeah now that you mentioned it it felt really weird being up there yeah. and everything because everyone was staring at us and blah yeah. blah blah <laughs> it was so weird and everything um but that's a side from one of the main points of this conversation. Um, I'm just like wondering if the sales for either um, Democratic or um, Republican views, like viewed um, owners, whatever, how you want to describe these people. It's like, I'm, I guess I'm just wording it kind of odd. Whether you're a conservative or whether you are liberal, as an as a brand owner, I'm just wondering: Are you guys going to change the way how you how you are practicing right now to retain sales, or are you guys going to continue um, some sort of rhetoric? Because either way, like people call everyone's like way of selling is a rhetoric of some sort like if yeah. you can actually view it like that actually um so are you going to be more loud are you going to start being more conservative again so it's just like it's it just really depends on how you are selling yourself as a brand like you can be a loud trump supporter but now since Trump has lost, let's be all real and everything, but all the stuff that just happens, whether you agree with me or not, um, have your sales increased? That's my question. Okay. Like have your sales increased? Are you going to start noticing increase of sales? Or are you going to start noticing decreasing? And then same with um, people who have a more democratic view are, have your sales just increased um, even as a POC brand or even as a democratic white person. So that's like something that I'm just kind of wondering right now because it's like a really odd time for everyone as a whole. Yeah, it does kind of make me wonder. I, I think again, this is kind of the advantage of the beard care industry and being a bit more of like an under the radar type thing. Yeah. I know for me personally, like just going back to like the whole BLM movement and stuff, and there were certain brands like posting in support of that and stuff. And you'd mm -hmm. have these fucking triggered rednecks. Oh, you just lost a customer, whatever this and that. It's like, okay, this is the guy who was buying like <laughs> yeah. one thing once every three months anyway. So it's like, mm -hmm. 
check it out. I'm going to spend some money at this company just because, you know, they're doing their thing. Yeah. Now, on the other hand, there are companies that are run by people that I know personally, I don't agree with their politics. And Mm -hmm. to be honest with you, I probably wouldn't really want anything to do with them in real life, but they make a good product and you know what? More power to them. Yeah. And that's fine too. And they're allowed to express their opinion too. Now there is a company I noticed like on election day, which I'll go ahead and like name drop them just because the company is shit. Like Mm -hmm. everything they make sucks, but Wolf and Iron. Never heard of them. Be glad he's his fucking right beard oil is garbage. It's just like it's Wolf legit. Yeah. Oh, it's 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 one of these companies where it's like okay, they're um, you know, they're trying to like uh, it, it's all about the like rugged manly image or whatever. And it's like you know that might be your thing. And again, that's great, but the product sucks. But like he posted this thing whining about oh socialists and this and that and blah blah blah. And it's like bruh, come on, like. <laughs> you're not helping sales with this here dude like you know and, and maybe he is maybe he got you know a bunch of other people that were just you know pissed off and triggered at the time to you know open up their wallets on his stuff it's like as soon as they get it they're gonna be like oh never mind but hmm. like i think that's the thing is everybody has to be entitled to their opinion but that is going to start dictating a bit of the market because I don't know, for for whatever reason, a lot of people just seem to insist on getting their feelings hurt over what certain companies do. And it's like, to me, like, I just want to make sure that, you know, they're making a good product first and foremost. I mean, yeah, if they're like posting mm-hmm. fucking, you know, white power Nazi flag shit, then yeah, I'm not giving this person my money. But mm-hmm. I mean, I'm sure there are more than a few Trump supporters who I've bought products from before. And like, I'm not going to like throw them out because... Like they support somebody I don't. Um, But it is just going to be interesting to see who gets like really political at this point. Hmm. I definitely agree with what you're saying. I'm just finding um, Wolf and Iron kind of contradicting himself quite a few times in the weird posts that he has. Um, I mean, if he's selling more power to him and whatever, um and yeah by the way you're still following him if you're wondering because <laughs> <laughs> i'm like oh he's still following him uh, but, let's take care of that right now <laughs> <laughs> um he's he looks like an ingrate for sure um that's just me personally does and whatnot um you know he may be may have been an awesome person or something. I don't know. You know, if this person literally feels like that and whatever, he he has the right to be that way, but I don't think that he's going to amass to anything further, to be no. honest. No, like, I, 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 don't, I do not it. believe. I don't, I don't really think so and whatnot, because, like, you can't be acting like that and assume that your business is going to be quite astounding. Yeah. Yes. Um, it's like, if you're trying to aspire to be like a company like Baxter of California, I'm going to use them as an example. If you're yeah. trying to aspire to be like them, which in reality, most, most, most influencers slash creators and people who create products, they want to have that type of, 
um, established reputation. Whether you believe it or not, most people, like we have talked about in one of our previous podcasts, whatever which one it was, um, it's like, if you want to make it big, you can't be spouting nonsense because a good portion of the people who actually, most of the time, who can afford astounding prices are usually people who are more on the democratic side of things um, economic-wise. I mean, like, let's be very real. Um, I'm not saying that Republicans can't for- afford a lot of stuff or whatever, but I, it, like, you, it just makes you... Um, look back at specific demographics in other states. So, I mean, you know, I don't know, I guess that one guy, Wolf and Iron, he's based in North Carolina. I don't know anything about North Carolina, to be honest, and whatnot. Um, So, you know, I don't know what the demographic is really like. I, I just assume it's red. If even if it just flipped blue or whatever. I think it's like slightly red. I don't think it's like Alabama red. It's more mm. like kind of Purple. like well, Arizona is blue now. I'd like to yeah. think uh, <laughs> I helped with that a little, but um, but it's sort of I think like how Arizona was, where it's just it's it's red and it's generally understood it's red, but they're mm. not like yeehaw lunatics about it in North Carolina. I could be wrong too, but that's just kind of the impression I've gotten, which. Mm. You know, that that whole area, it's kind of weird to me anyway. I've got uh, family in Virginia. um, Mm. And to be honest, I don't know their politics, don't really want to. um, But I know, again, it kind of goes back to that San Francisco thing where I think there's a lot of like, quote unquote, liberals there. But, you know, they don't want people that aren't, you know... (laughs) <laughs> too many shades darker than pale living in their neighborhood. That's yeah, sort of, you know. Yeah, I definitely agree. Um, there's definitely a lot of that in San Francisco. Mm-hmm, <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, it's it's pretty crazy. Um, <laughs> oh my god, so disgusting. But you know, um, yeah, I don't know. Um, you know, like I'm trying to think of brands that I feel. Like, because it's only been about a week, okay? Yeah. I feel like this is something that we technically should revisit probably in the next month or so or something because we just want to see how things are progressing. Because right now, um, the economy is just really awful, right? Like, I'm just thinking about Black Friday sales and everything. Everyone started their Black Friday. Um, Friday sales rather very, very early. Mm-hmm. Um, I know that Amazon started doing Black Friday sales in the middle of October. Um, they were doing that. And then Walmart, I'm not a fan of Walmart. You will never see me shop at Walmart. Um, <laughs> like I, I, I honestly went into a Walmart once recently and that was like almost five, six months ago. And it was just for bread because I was like, I don't know. Cause I was visiting my husband's family and I have no yeah. idea where everything is. And they said, Oh, go to the Walmart that's across the street from, from that hardware store that you're at. And I was like, Oh, okay. I'll just do that. And whatever. And that was my first time in Walmart in like, I don't know God knows how long <laughs> and everything. But, um, Oh my God, what was I going to say? <laughs> it, it's totally related. Um, oh my God, I can't believe I just lost my train of thought. Um, yeah, oh my God, I can't believe where I was going. 
I'll, it'll come back to me or whatever, or I might not get back to it after we're done recording. <laughs> and then I'll just realize, oh, where was I going with this? I guess I had to chop that out and whatnot and make it cohesive. <laughs> <laughs> for sure, for sure. So yeah, I don't even remember. So what were you going to say? Uh, oh, I don't even remember now. Like, I, well, when you were talking about Walmart, it's not, I, I don't got a lie to kick it. Like, well, we order our groceries now ever since the, the pandemic started. It's like, yeah. I don't want to be in the grocery store. Like, you mm-hmm. got people who are gross anyway. Like, yeah. even before that, like people touching shit and just what, mm-hmm. and it's like, no. But like afterwards, it's like, I can't be around these fucking people. So, um, <laughs> you want to, you want to something? Speaking of dirty, so <laughs> I was at the grocery store and everything. And I don't know what it was. It was so weird. Um, this was like, this was over a little over a year ago. And this was before the pandemic. I bought some bread from Safeway um, because I just wanted bread. And it was freshly baked. It was still warm. And I don't know what it, what was up with the cashier. She was like, sniffing the bread <laughs> it was just weird. Oh, yes and i was like no. oh my god if this was during if this was at the at the peak of covid i would have been like Ugh, i don't want that anymore <laughs> she was sniffing the bread it was fucking weird i don't know what was up with that uh-oh i think he froze hmm okay so um so sorry, you guys. There was like some technical difficulties happening and whatnot. I don't know. We, I don't even remember what we were talking about, but <laughs> I was just <laughs> telling um, Santino that um, I just tried out today his collaboration with Barn Brand, the Oud Rose or Rose. And I am actually quite impressed. It actually is giving me this um slight tibetan vibe i don't know it just it it gives me this almost more south asian scent than anything is that the is that what you guys were going for you know it really wasn't but i noticed exactly what you're talking about it's that same kind of like incensey um yeah like like, yes it smells like um not champa that's yeah, it, it kind of does. It kind of smells like that, and I'm actually not mad at it. Um, it has a really interesting high-low profile. Um, okay, I silence that. Okay, airplane mode. Okay, so <laughs> um, it has like a really interesting high-low profile, and um, I am just trying to think what cologne would actually go very well with it, actually. Um, I, you know, I've tried a couple, uh, I don't know that there's anyone that's like a, you know, instant home run or whatever. I I've been wearing a lot of, I got a Bortnikov sample pack the other day hmm. and, um, they do one called Venza, which normally I don't like citrus based scents. They're just too youthful for me at this stage mm-hmm. in life. But, um, the Venza one, it's, Shit, I don't even remember all the notes in it, but it's it's citrus is the base, but then it's mm-hmm. got this kind of nice smoky, woody, whatever that goes with it. And for whatever reason, those two go really well together. The um, believe it or not, the Bortnikov Amber, which isn't super ambery, which is weird because it's actually made with real ambergris, apparently. Hmm. Um, that one also because it's got this like sweetness that goes really well with the floral notes. Mm-hmm. Yes, I definitely smell amber i feel like it, it um it's some sort of amber and but there's like this cool residual scent 
that I'm getting from what from what this collaboration you guys came out with. Um, I I want to say the highest note is kind of that rose. It's more of like a higher note, mm-hmm. but um, but it's but it's mixed in with um, I don't know if it's like the cardamom. The cardamom is it's uh, I want to say it's fairly strong. Or it's more of like this medium. I don't, because I never wore cardam to my knowledge um, from all of the other colognes that I have in general. Um, I don't know, but um, yes, I, I actually really like it. I'm not, I'm just trying to think of what cologne that I, do I have. Aside from that collaboration, um, which I'm very impressed with, by the way, I'm just kind of wondering, um, we have already talked about the way how people are going to sell themselves um, because of political views and everything. Um, what else do you think that we should touch bases upon, basically? No, that's, yeah, I, I, thank you. I'm glad to hear that you're uh, enjoying it because I know that one, um, it, it's it's just something different, you know? and that's, It's very different. Yeah, that's that's kind of my favorite thing about it. And, you know, Barnbrand, he, he does a great job with his scents and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, I saw you had posted, he sent, uh, he sent some extras with that. And that's, you know, he's, he's a super generous guy like that too. So, um, mm-hmm. you know, always like to kind of support his company, especially considering, uh, you know, he got some hate a while ago. I think things are, uh, I think things have calmed down now, but. Um, yeah. Yeah. The, from what you were telling me, I was actually very disturbed um, with what I was hearing. And I'm just like, I just think these are just a bunch of losers that just don't want to see someone else be successful, to be honest. Yeah, yeah. Well, it, it does sort of seem like there is something of like a little, uh, I don't even know what you'd call it, like Mean Girls Club or something like that. Oh, definitely. Right. There. Oh, my God. You know, the, <laughs> can you imagine if we did a Mean Girls version of the podcast holy shit it would just throw too many people under the bus <laughs> oh yeah yeah <laughs> um i'm not even joking when i say that either. but um the mean girls of the bearded community there that you know what just to let you guys know just by saying that there is a lot of mean girls out there in the bearded community like let's just be real right now um <laughs> and but you know it's it's i don't know man i guess i'm kind of weird like i have my interests you have your interests and yeah. you know uh, you, they can even develop into you know a, a passion or whatever you know mm-hmm. obviously if we're sitting here reviewing these things we have more than a casual interest in it but yes. like some people it like becomes their identity mm-hmm. and like i just i've never quite understood that level of I mean, I guess I do for other things in my life. Like, mm-hmm. you know, I have like my teams and sports and whatever. And it's like, if people, if if you ask somebody who like knows me, you know, pretty well, like, oh, you know, whatever. Like those, those might be things that people bring up right away. But like when it comes to like products, mm-hmm. like, I don't know, man, that's just, it, it's weird to me how borderline fanatic some people get over like oh no this is the only product and everybody else fucking sucks or whatever there's a Mm. actually not to go off on a complete tangent now there's a soap brand who i'm not going to name just because like their fanboys are 
ravenous. It is weird. Mm. Um, Which like, brain, if you don't mind me asking, I'll edit it out. Oh, for sure. No, it's it's. If you ever like, really, yeah. If you ever go to their Facebook like group, like yeah. they're they're like fanboys. They will like if they even see an ad for another soap company, mm. they like get all triggered and like post about. It. Oh, how dare they advertise on my time? It's like, bruh, calm down. Like, what you what you search is what's going to be sponsored. Exactly, <laughs> like, exactly. Do they not know what cookies are? That's right? the point of the fucking cookies. No, they'll like post wow. screenshots of themselves hmm. like spamming other like soap companies and stuff on like their Facebook and whatever. Hmm. And it's like it is soap. It is not that serious. Like and yeah. like let, let's be real. I mean, I've used their products before. They're fine, mm-hmm. but it, this isn't even the best soap here and you're sitting here like this is the hill you want to die on for christ's yeah. sake like this isn't even close to i think what it is is it's like an intro to premium quote-unquote products for a lot of guys who like normally would be scared away by such a thing because you know it's yeah. too metro or whatever yeah. for them but like it's yeah. like oh wow this is actually better than you know bathing with fucking dish soap or whatever it is they were yes, using before exactly. so um yeah it's like it allows them to like be in this quote unquote like premium realm without mm. like having their like fragile whatever challenged. It sounds like toxic masculinity um, for sure. Um, and, you know, I have tried some of their brand, um, some of that brand's products before and I liked them so far. Um, I don't think that they are the best. I like their, distinguishing like very distinguished packaging Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. i really like it a lot um it is a little over the top in my taste okay but um other than that like i feel that just because the soap bar is like four times the size of a regular soap bar does not mean that it's the best thing ever. Yeah, exactly. Like, like that doesn't make sense to me because I'm like, what, where are you putting that bar of soap inside of your bathroom? It, 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 because it's, it's obscenely huge. It, yeah. Like the soap holder in your shower doesn't even fit it. Like, yeah, it does. It, it like, yes. <laughs> the fucking <laughs> yeah. I'm going to edit that part out because it'd be <laughs> really sure. easy yeah. for them to figure out because all you have to say is, and they're going to be like, oh, how dare you say this to me? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but like, I don't, I mean, and, and it is, it's a good enough product. I'm not going to, yeah. you know, I'm not going to shit on their quality. There's certainly, you could do a lot worse out there, especially mm-hmm. for the price. Um, mm-hmm. But, you know, at the same time, it is just soap. Like, don't get that like hardcore over it, please. Like yeah. I have, again, it's one of those things I have my brands that I use, but I rotate them. Like I'm big into, there's a company out of Australia called Lano right now. Hmm. Um, and like it, it, their shit's cheap too. Like their soap, it's like $6 a bar at Bloomies. So it's like literally hmm. like, <laughs> I feel like an asshole sometimes cause I'll just order a couple of those. And then like with shop runner, it's like, you're putting hmm. in like a 20 something dollar order. And it's like, 
you know, whoever's packing this is like, uh, this is Bloomingdale's. You shouldn't be shopping here. But <laughs> it's like, you should totally um, send that link to me. I want to see what you're talking about. Um, yeah. When you get a chance. I totally want to see that. No, I'll send it over right that. now. No, it's, um, it's made of egg whites, which I don't know, you know, mm. what that's really supposed to be doing for your skin. But I know just for me, especially out here, our water is super hard. So my skin gets dry mm. as shit and it yeah. does a really good job. Um, of course, Barn Brand makes a good soap too. I've also been mm. uh, very into uh, Melon and Getz lately. But let me send you the link for. Do, what uh, do you Lana think Lana. of Melon, Melon, uh, Melon and Getz? What, like, what do you think of them? Because like their packaging just bothers the hell out of me. Oh, I, like I'm just like, are you kidding me? I am not like this is just me, you guys. I can't get into that packaging because I'm just like, just because you're doing clean and minimal does not mean that it always works. And it, the packaging just drives me bonkers. I've only used their, I use their face, uh, yeah, I use their grapefruit face wash for men and I liked it, but I felt like it could have done a little more because it was a little too stripping. It was definitely a little too stripping for my, for my taste because you want to have that balance of, of hydration and also have your face feel clean. I just noticed it was a, not working for me. I, I sort of remember they had a foaming face wash that I liked, but that was back in the day. And I used to not have to pay for their shit. Um, so like, that's what, that's kind of how I got introduced to them was like, oh, I'd get ow. all this stuff for free. Um, I, I had the connect at space NK. Um, hmm. But um, like their packaging, yeah, it, you know what it reminds me of? It's like a bootleg ASAP basically, which I don't, hmm. maybe they were doing it first. Um, yeah. But like, ASAP Overall, is based in Australia, you guys, just to let yeah. you guys know. So that brand didn't migrate over to here until hella years later. Yeah, yeah. Um, overall, it's it's a good product. A, a lot of their stuff, I feel, is overpriced, but that's kind mm -hmm. of the nature of the beast. I do like their soaps, I will say that much. They are mm -hmm. a little too impressed with themselves, though, if you, like, follow them on social media or whatever. Like... Mm -hmm. Again, like, I don't know. I, I guess I'm just, that probably works for some people, but when you're mm -hmm. like, oh, I'm the greatest one here and everyone else sucks, like, yeah, literally everyone says that, so it's not impressive to me. Yeah. Um, but I do recommend, like, the uh, the rum-scented soap I really like, or the, um, hmm. the mint one, too, is really good. Um, just because, again, if you live in an area with hardware, that was so gross for me to just bite my nails right there. I'm sorry, I just <laughs> cut them the other day, and they just... Uh, um, but if you live in an area with hard water, it, it's, yeah. it, it seems to just keep your skin from getting super, super dry. Although we're getting into the uh, cooler time of year. I know my hands are like lizard oh, yeah. scales right now. But um, yeah, I mean, are there better products out there for the money? Absolutely. But Malin and Getz, mm -hmm. they, they've got their niche. So, I mean, I just, I figure <laughs> I'm not going not gonna to bash them too, too much because I do use their stuff from time to time. <laughs> You know, um, I feel like I might be at the point where I might want to try, like, actually buying instead of having, have had experienced um, some ASAP products, especially for the men's line. Um, but I think, like, their shaving cream might be more on the gender neutral or whatever. I don't know. Um, I haven't tried their shaving products whatsoever. Um, I just know that... They're almost like high. They're almost like high fashion pricing. 
almost. Yeah. Like very high end pricing, you guys. Um, I think like when I looked at it last, I think it was like $40 for the shaving cream. I don't even remember, but I am actually fairly interested in trying it. Yeah, they're they're pricing they're up in the same neighborhood as like Beredo and Lalabo and all of them. Beredo, Bireto, mm. however you say it. Um but the Italian brand? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the one with the yellow packaging? Or is that the other one that I'm thinking of? I forget what that one's called. I I, I think it's an Italian brand. Does I I think Bireto, they usually have like just the white labels on shit. Like mm. it's their packaging's very kind of clean and minimal. Um but like Lalabo is the one they have. It's not like yellow. It's kind of like parchmenty, like old school paper, like everything is wrapped I mean, in. Like, and then it looks like it was just like typed on an old school typewriter. And this one, I'm just typing it in. Burrito, not burrito. <laughs> <laughs> burrito. I don't even know how to spell it because I don't B-Y-R-E-D-O. know. B Y R E D O. Oh, B Y. Oh, okay. B Y. What was that again? Uh, B-Y-R-E-D-O. Okay, yeah. I don't think I heard of this one. They make yeah, a good I product, have, but they're yeah. expensive. Yeah, I have never heard of them. They're they're worth checking out. Like, uh, mm. their soaps, moisturizers, things like that. I don't know that they do a full men's line, to be honest with you. Yeah. Um, but, like, their gender-neutral stuff, anyway, is definitely worth checking out. Mm. Um but like that's like Aesop, their pricing is in that category. I haven't mm-hmm. tried everything they make, but just about everything I've tried is worthwhile. Like um, mm-hmm. the, the only thing I can say I was unimpressed with was their toothpaste, um, which it's like, I mean, it's not the it's not ridiculous. You know, you're. Uh, it's not like what, Tom's, right? <laughs> oh, Tom's is terrible. Tom's oh, is my terrible. God. Um, usually okay. I use Marvis, either Marvis mm-hmm. or, um, what's Lenny Kravitz's brand twice. Um, that's his brand. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, I didn't even know that he had a brand. So yeah. he has a lifestyle brand basically. Uh, he just makes toothpaste. I don't know. I guess Lenny really? Kravitz is big into oral health. Yeah. Wow. That's <laughs> but, interesting. Um, but it, it's, it's good stuff actually. It's, um, and they, I, if you go on their site, they show you like all the uh, charity stuff they do too, but like mm-hmm. they do two specific formulas. So you have one for the morning and one for at night, which I think mm. that's pretty cool. Um, mm. But like, honestly, Marvis is still like just about the best. It's, you know, reasonable. Like you get a thing of it for like 12 bucks or something like that. Because it's natural, right? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I was like, cause the Aesop, the, I did pick up their mouthwash, which they don't sell that just everywhere. It seems like it's mm-hmm. exclusive to certain places. Yes, um, it is. And it like, that is my absolute favorite. That's all I'll use from now on. So I'm like, okay, let me try their toothpaste too. Their mouthwash is pretty damn intense. You can't even drink water after it. It just like, it just gives you that um, brain freeze feel, especially on your teeth. Yeah. It totally does. I've I've tried it, you guys. It's actually quite amazing. Um, The only thing that I was, uh, that I didn't like is how much it foams. Yeah. Cause I think it's got a little peroxide or something in it. Yeah. There's something in it that makes um, that, kind of makes your like when you're swishing it around and whatnot between the teeth um it just kind of foams a little too much so i think it's like you have to use like a like a little because a little goes a long way with them yeah yeah absolutely so, yeah so um but yeah other than that like that stuff is pretty freaking awesome and i have tried their toothpaste um i think it was more on the thicker side 
and whatnot. I think, I think, because I don't, I don't remember because I'm usually, when it comes down to my teeth, I know this is probably not good for you is using Crest, but I have never seen anything wrong with Crest so far with my teeth because um, it's just, I don't know. I just try keeping my teeth like pretty pristine and whatnot. Um, so yeah, that's like my main default, you guys, that I normally go for. No, and that's, yeah, I mean, if that's what works, then, like, stick with it. I know, like, for me, I drink, like, five cups of coffee a day. I smoke mm-hmm. occasionally, um, mm. things like that. So, it's like, yeah, I definitely, you know, you oh, need you something that's cigarettes? really good. Uh, no, I usually just smoke cigars every now and then. Um, yeah. <laughs> every well, yeah. now and then. Mm-hmm. Um, well, yeah, you definitely need to brush the teeth because you're just letting it sit in your mouth versus, like, you're inhaling a cigarette where it's supposed to go into the lungs. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Or, like, even... E- even like a lot of food stain, like, you know, if you mm-hmm. drink a lot of like juice or, you know, wine, which I do, I, I love my wine. I don't drink it as often as I used to, but, uh, mm-hmm. you know, all, all of those things you got to think about, you know, are messing with your teeth. Mm-hmm. So you do want something that's actually going to work. And that, again, it's like what we were talking about with the deodorant a few weeks back. Like sometimes mm-hmm. the natural ones just don't work. Oh, no. So, <laughs> you know, it's I, like... I can't with them. It's only, a, there's like literally only like maybe two brands that actually make it work yeah yeah and yeah and that's the the natural toothpaste is the same thing like yeah you know you might be uh i I don't know what people's hang up with fluoride is anyway i used to have this Mm. neighbor who like talked about how it like calcified something in your brain or something it's like well fluoride can't really transmute human flesh into calcium so no it doesn't um but i know like some people get weirded out by fluoride in their toothpaste i certainly don't um But um, I know a lot of people look for like, oh, all natural, fluoride free, whatever. But it's like, does it work? Your teeth no, are yellow. Like, <laughs> yeah, you know, exactly. Like. That's why I like I I try. Um, even when I was very hippy dippy, and when I was vegetarian and vegan at some point, at one point I meant, um, I always used Crest toothpaste because when I would see these vegans and vegetarians, I'm just like, ooh. You're missing a tooth. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> Your teeth are yellow, not attractive, not cute. None yeah. of that. It's too yeah. much. No, it's it really is. too much. Oh, no, go on. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no, I was going to say just kind of, you know, to go off on another tangent with the whole like vegan and vegetarian thing and whatever. And I mean, I'm certainly not the healthiest eater in the world. Um, but the thing with that that, you know, I've noticed is a lot of people, a lot of friends of mine who go, you know, vegan or vegetarian if you mm. don't do it right, you end up doing more harm than good, really. Yeah. So, you know, you still got to make sure you're getting all your proper fats and proteins and all of that, whatever. I think mm-hmm. some people think if they're just going to like sit there and eat, you know, uh, you know, veggies and, you know, whatever all day, but it's like you're depriving your body of certain things. So you mm-hmm. end up being just as unhealthy as somebody like me who probably doesn't have the best diet in the world. But mm-hmm. uh, I totally, I totally agree. That makes total sense. Um, it was very hard for me to be i started off raw vegan and i lost a lot of weight real quick and everything but i would go to the gym at the same time yeah and i was like wow this 30 pound weight that i would normally just do a regular bicep curl it was starting to make me feel weak oh wow. I w- yeah because like i don't know if it like i would assume that i was not getting enough um correct fat maybe not enough fatty oils and everything within my diet because if you're doing raw vegan it's like you don't usually cook yeah with oil 
basically. And then I started doing the cooked vegan food and that was helping, but eventually I was like, okay, like this is not really working for me properly. So I started going, receding back into vegetarian and then I started eating meat again. Yeah. And that's, you know, for me, like I've tried to cut back on meat just more for like ethical reasons. Mm -hmm. Um, If I can't get like good quality meat that was like Mm -hmm. raised properly, like in a farm. And I know it's like a weird cognitive dissonance because it's like, Mm -hmm. they're still like killing these animals, but that's, you got to eat. But like, yeah, I'd rather eat an animal that was like raised somewhere where they weren't like kept in little boxes and abused mm-hmm. and whatever. So, you know, usually we'll order uh, like steaks and things like that from like actual farms. And luckily we do have some in yeah. the area. So it's not super inaccessible. Um, but I do find like for me you know, I, I generally carry a little bit extra weight in my, in my stomach and whatever. So like, if we're going somewhere, if we have an event coming up, whatever, if I go vegetarian for like two weeks beforehand, I can drop like between five and 10 pounds, Mm -hmm. like just like that, just by cutting out meat. Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, you do kind of start to feel like, I don't know if it's just because I've programmed my brain that way or what, but you do kind of start to feel like sick almost all the time if you're not getting those like proper proteins and stuff at least that's yes. that's been my experience yeah the one of the main things that i was told is that you're you need to make your body feel like it's full too yeah as weird as that sounds it's totally true that's why you have if um that's why i started eating um cooked vegan products basically cooked vegan food, not doing raw because raw usually means like almost borderline cold most of the time. And um, having the oil actually coat your stomach lining really makes a huge difference. Yeah. It makes a huge difference, you guys. So, um, so yeah, whenever I do a vegan protein shake, okay, um, I actually, I always use um, peanut butter um, with oil and, or I'll use almond butter. And then I always put, um, at least about two tablespoons of coconut oil into it. So I actually feel full because if I don't do that, I've noticed that I was like, okay, this is supposed to be fighting cravings, but it's not really at the same time. So I don't know if it's either my metabolism, my metabolism is just going very high or am I, just feeling more hungry because I just ate something that's plant-based that doesn't really make you feel full. So that's why I started adding the two tablespoons of, of coconut oil. And also with that, either the almond, um, almond butter or peanut butter. So that's what I was doing. That's what I've been doing to substitute um, with my, vegan protein shakes and i've been doing that for the past um past year now basically yeah well that makes sense because doesn't and i mean i i'd have to look at the science behind it i'm just kind of speaking off of anecdotal what i've heard but doesn't your body burns fat first right Mm -hmm. like so like that's that's the fuel you need for like energy is you got to have some fat in your i guess that's the whole concept behind like keto or uh any of those where it's like real high fat is you know Mm -hmm. yeah you're cutting out the carbs so your body doesn't store that Mm -hmm. um but you still need like your body runs on fat doesn't it yeah pretty much um i mean like the food um anything that you eat turns into the sugars yeah so 
Um, it doesn't matter what you're eating. It turn your body turns it into sugar, and that is technically your energy. Now, yeah. from what I understand, um, if you go completely keto, you actually need a little carb carbohydrates. I forget, but what I was my my new boss was. We were talking about it because our coworker was doing hardcore keto, but she needed the carbs, I guess, for their body to function properly. I guess I don't. I don't know the whole science behind it. Um, it's not it, it, doing keto is very hard to do. Um, yeah. I will say, and um, it's in a lot of people who are very hardcore keto. It's like they'll attack you if you weren't using the right product or something. I have no <laughs> idea. I'm just like I just roll my eyes and I'm just like I don't have time and the energy to be dealing with mundane bullshit like that and whatever at the end of the day if you are more on the keto side but still have carbs you might as well just say you're just low carb yeah yeah exactly because low carb you'll still lose weight yeah honestly you will lose weight regardless especially if you do low carb if you're only eating carbs what twice a week and whatever which is not hard to do because it's not that hard it's just grains and it's just breads if you're just eating it like once or twice a week, you're going to notice a huge significant difference. So you're still keeping your body pretty well balanced um, in a sense. But I am not a nutritional expert. I'm not a nutritionist, none, none of that. I'm just going by from what I have experienced and what people have been telling me how their body is reacting. So, yeah. 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 And I mean, I think that's, and again, you know, obviously not, I'm not a nutritionist either, but it does mm-hmm. sort of seem like what works for some people doesn't necessarily work for others. So it's like, mm-hmm. if you find something that works, then stick with, it, you know, like, yes. but at the end of the day, it's, I think you have to kind of balance it out if you do want to like stay healthy. That's the whole thing. Cause mm-hmm. I mean, I know some people who just go off the freaking deep end with, you know, dieting and keto mm-hmm. and all of that too. So it's like, I don't know. Is is one better than the other? I mean, I guess if you're looking the way you want to look, feeling the way you want to look, then, you know, uh, fucking rock on either way, you know. Yes. You know, I've been a yo-yo dieter almost my entire life. Me too. I have been a yo-yo dieter. There was a time um when I and, and this was during Jersey Shore. Um Jersey Shore was the show that got me to lose hella weight um i i lost like 40 pounds within three months oh wow three and a half months because everything that they that the jersey shore talked about was gym tan laundry and (laughs) everyone was copying that so if you go back to my um if you go all the way back to what 2008 was when it first came around whenever it was when the jersey shore came around and everything holy shit um I looked hella good, but my, my, my metabolism was so high because I was going to the gym, um, five times a day. I mean, five, oh, wait, five yeah. times a week. I mean, oh. five times a week, uh, 90 minutes to two hours each time. And there was a time where if I went to the gym twice within that day, it would be mainly just cardio and I wouldn't be doing anything else. And, um, and yeah, I got, I lost hella weight and then I was more on that lean, that lean side, but I sat there like eating, like I, w- I had like never, never had food before, but my body was burning all that, all those calories the entire time. And then when I moved to San Francisco, I was like, eh, I don't feel like 
I don't want to be um, so lean. So um, I started bulking up and everything. So that was like, I was at my biggest muscle mass wise when I was living in San Francisco. Um, I don't even remember what my diet was really consisting of because I, I just remembered that I wasn't really eating chips as often, but I would reward myself some fast food once a week. That was pretty much it. <laughs> I, I mean, but if that works, you know, that's because I do know people like when I was younger, um, like my, uh, my sister and I lived together for a while and mm -hmm. like, she's like super into like working out and all of that, whatever, like we'd, you know, we'd go out and, you know, get like breakfast or something like that. Like literally it'd just be the two of us and like the whole table is like full. Cause she's ordering like four or five different things. It's like, <laughs> wait, how can you even eat that? But like, I think that's the thing is like some people, they can just get their metabolism just like a buzzsaw where like you can eat whatever you want and you're not going to gain an ounce. Yeah. Um, it really I, takes a lot of dedication. Yeah. Crazy. I know for me, like, I've never been like heavy, heavy into working out, but I do like, mm -hmm. uh, I, I, and I don't do it nearly as often anymore. I do like cardio. Like I used to like to run, like mm -hmm. when I was younger, I could run, you know, five miles a day, six days a week. Wow. I can never do that. Three miles was the <laughs> max for me <laughs> because I wanted to keep that more muscle mass look at one point. Yeah. And that's, I just, I, I've never been able to really bulk up. Like even as a kid, I played sports, you know, like in high school, whatever lifting mm -hmm. weights like I never just like bulked up like that that's just not the kind of muscle I have like I would get like toned and like be looking good but like mm -hmm. you know just never really was able to put that bulk on so it's like okay well let me just focus on cardio then um but uh but yeah you know that that's the thing I think if you are able to like exercise keep your metabolism up whatever it does really you don't really have to worry about uh the diet applying to you quite as much of course within reason but uh i totally agree you know random question because i was like looking at your beard by the way you guys were we're when we record we're always recording through zoom and also we usually use a different program to record our audio at the same exact time but we're in the middle of trying to figure out what to use but my question is to you, what are you doing with your beard? Are you letting it grow out again? Because I have never trimmed this since the day you saw, like you started noticing I was growing it out. Yeah. I have never trimmed this. I only just clean up the sides. You know, I'm not quite sure what I'm doing with it right now. Um, it's, yeah. it's growing out for the time being, but I have still been uh, trimming it on the sides. Mm -hmm. um, just because, I don't know, I'm just trying to avoid that. Like, there's that awkward point when it's like, yes. not, you know, it's like, puffing out and uncontrollable mm -hmm. on the sides, whatever. And if you get past that, you know, then you get that really full look and it looks great. But mm -hmm. um, ever since I trimmed it a couple months ago, I've still been uh, just going over the sides just with, uh, I usually do like a three on the bottom and then mm -hmm. a two on top. But um, what other you, than that, oh, wait, no, go on. Wait, what were you gonna say? Oh, I was gonna say, other than that, I don't really know what my plans are with it just yet. Are you, do you think you would ever just do flat out clean shaven? No, probably not. You know, my other question is, have you ever done a, 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 it was such a weird word, and I was trying to figure it out way back then. Have you ever done a yard? I don't even know. Oh, oh, a year. Yeah, where you grow it out for a whole yeah. year. I think it would drive me crazy after a certain point. I don't think I could. Like, if I, nothing like, else. I, it's going to be a year. If I do not, <laughs> if I do not do anything with this, I think like, what, what was it? Maybe in March? Oh, wow. Of, 
it so was you, like it was like in March or April. Yeah, so I, you've got uh, <laughs> yeah, it, like if I give it three or four more months um, after this year is over, it would be a full year. I never actually trimmed this damn thing. So I like I'm still like wondering, should I start trimming it now or whatever? Because I wanted it to grow to a certain extent and then have it trimmed professionally. Yeah, yeah, and that's. You know, like, a couple I would not times trust myself trying to do it. <laughs> yeah, and that's the thing. If you put that much time into it, I would definitely have a professional trim it because that's yeah. a couple times a year I'll go and have mine done professionally. Mm-hmm. Um, but like for me, like, and obviously everyone's beard is just dead hair at the end of the day. Yeah. But like, I the ends get so bad on mine. The yeah. long hair gets that it just. I'm it, like, it, I'm literally like cutting and just ripping off very small pieces that are in knots yeah and yeah whatnot. no matter and if that, you're conditioning it and combing it you're still gonna get damn knots because absolutely this hair's curly yeah. and whatnot on my face my my facial hair is really wavy really curly yeah and that's to me that's the part that drives me the craziest that's why i don't think i could just let it grow for like mm-hmm. a full year or whatever mm-hmm. like you know I'll trim it in such a way that it can still grow out. I'll wait, you know, if it grows an inch, I'll trim only like a half an inch off the bottom. And, you know, over time it does get longer. You know, it was down to about, I don't know, about here or so before I had trimmed it. Um, But yeah, I just, I I can't deal with those wild ends. That's just me though. I, it, it, it's really hard to mean, it's really hard to tame it. That is, that's for fucking sure. Um, you know, I think this is a good amount of content that we have talked about, you guys. Um, it was a little political in the beginning, and then we started reeling it in abruptly when the video like yeah. <laughs> stopped. So um, it was a it was a good necessary like detour. Um, but yes, this was an impromptu. Um, this was not. It was like not thoroughly planned which is the point it was just like hey i have like this idea in mind let's record and chat and talk about it yeah so um so yeah was there anything that you wanted to say before we end this conversation uh nothing i can think of uh to add right now you know what random question (laughs) so what are you gonna do for quote unquote Christmas, basically, because I thought it was crazy hearing one of my um, relatives say, oh yeah, I got my Christmas shopping done. And I was like, are you kidding me? You're really still going to try doing Christmas after all of this bullshit that we just went through this year. Yeah, what are no, you doing for the first time? I mean, as I, a I, new parent, <laughs> that's my I question. Well, yeah, that's I. I don't really like Christmas that much anyway. Usually, you know, Heather and I do it pretty low key. But yeah, having mm-hmm. having a, a child in the house now, obviously, we're going to do a little something. Yeah. Um, of course, Santa Claus is a great motivator because mm-hmm. <laughs> you can, uh, if uh, if your kid decides to start acting up. Oh, well, let me just, uh, let me just text Santa real quick. Tell him what you're doing. (laughs) Um, but you know, I still don't, I don't want to do anything too, too crazy. Just, I I don't know. I mean, to me, there's like a lesson to be learned there. Like I I know there's a lot of people who like to like spoil their kids and whatever. It's like my kid does not go wanting for too much anyway. Um, but like, the like over the top except Christmas for anime <laughs> oh good god like 
<laughs> she would love me. She'd be like, Uncle Rodney is in the anime and I yeah. love it. <laughs> no, like, yeah, one of these days you guys are going to have to have a conversation because I don't know what, what, there's one. I don't think it's Inuyasha. It's like Kamisama Kiss oh, or like God. one of those. I hate and that anime. That's a white like, nerd anime. Everyone loves it. I oh, just no, she's got like her like cosplay. Yeah. So she's made this character for herself yeah. with like fox ears and like, yeah. so it's like a half fox girl, half demon. Or She was like explaining to me that I'm like, yep, uh-huh, sure. Oh, yeah. like, <laughs> oh my God. Um, I'm wondering if she's talking about, um, oh my God. If it's Yu Yu Hakusho, I'm going to be really surprised. Oh, I don't, you know. I because don't... you said Fox Girl, and one of the main, one of the main otaku type characters that a lot of fanboys obsess over is that Fox Girl from Inuyasha. But if it's something more new age anime, I would not be able to tell you. No, I think it too is. Much of it. I think it is the one from Inuyasha, but like she had like, because, of course, you know, all that Halloween stuff was, like, on sale, whatever. And mm-hmm. she's got her little... You can get the debit cards for kids now through... Oh, really? Uh, I think it's... Wait, I've got the app here where I put money on it. Um, I, I saw Rainlight. some... Yes, I heard mm-hmm. of that. I heard that on the radio. And I heard and I saw an advertisement. And I was like, oh, I would be worried if, like, my kid was, like, mugged or something like that from a bully. Yeah. And yeah. they would get that fucking card. I'm going to be like, hey, where's your debit card and whatever. And then, like, randomly, like, some bill for Toys R Us, if that's... Well, actually, toy, I heard Toys R Us is actually making a comeback. I heard that, too. Yeah. They, because last year, during Christmas, they opened pop-up Toys R Us locations. Very specific locations. And they actually started talking about it again um, in the Wall Street Journal. I was reading wow. about it and they were talking about, it seems like Toys R Us is going to do a comeback, but they're doing it in a very specific, slow way. And I was like, wow, that's, that's a major, smart, that's a staple, um, a staple store. And like, I think what's going to be the challenge is trying to, and this is where Amazon comes into play, trying to stay within the same gameplay as Amazon and especially Target and of course, Walmart. Yeah, yeah. You have to try. You're, they're going to have to really stare at what those three mega companies are doing, pretty yeah. much. Yeah, yeah. No, they they would, and it almost seems to me like it could be like I can't think of any other. I know there's a couple other retail locations that have done this, and it's kind of saved them. Like the only one that's coming to the top of my head right now is Lids, the hat store in the mall, uh-huh. where like they still run their stores. But then all their e-commerce is handled by fanatics because that's like the big company as far Mm. as like all that. So I could see like Toys R Us doing that where it's like, okay, they'll run their stores, but maybe have like Amazon or somebody like that handle their e-commerce. And then, you know, they just split the split the the profits or something that way. Yeah. That's interesting. You know what? I haven't bought anything from Lids in forever. Um, like, do you shop there? Like, I'm surprised that that type of store even exists to this day because the only time that I have ever gone inside of the store was when I wanted this, an SF Giants hat and whatever. And that was pretty much it. But when I heard that one of my favorite brands at the time, Melon Brand, have you ever heard of them? Oh, sure. Yeah. 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 So when Melon Brand was first introduced, it was actually considered a high end and borderline high fashion baseball cap company so that's when i actually started visiting lids a little more because i heard and saw on their website that they had specific um hats 
And um, when I would go in, they would either be sold out or it was a color that I just did not like at all. Yeah. So, so that was like the only time that I ever went inside of a lids. So I'm surprised that they are still around. I, I am too. I, you know, I haven't been in a lids in, God, it's got to be at least 10 years. So mm-hmm. yeah, it's, it's, I mean, I don't, I haven't been to a mall in probably a year. So yeah, I, the, the only, the last time I went to the mall, well, actually it was the dirt mall in Santa Rosa. Um, I was just there with my brother because he wanted to go shopping. And, but that was the first time I've been to a mall since the shutdown and been finally the reopening. But if I, but yeah, I don't, yeah, I haven't been to San Francisco um, in a minute downtown, like actually going shopping. Yeah. Um, by the way, everyone um, who's listening, San Francisco reopened their indoor dining. Oh, so, did they? Yeah, it's going to be really interesting because like when I heard that, I was like, you know what? I actually am very much so more inclined at this point to try indoor dining um, because I've been craving ramen. (laughs) (laughs) I've been craving ramen. Ramen is not the same if you bring it for to go. Um, No. It it loses that quality and everything. And plus it's smaller portion. They're not going to give you that giant bowl and everything. That's like what? The bowl is like what? 32 ounces full of stuff or whatever. Like they're going to put it in like some small ass thing. And I, 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 I can't deal um, and as I like paying extra for extra noodles, extra broth and all of that, I don't know. I just want to feel the whole restaurant um, fantasy all over again. But I found out because one of my friends, his name is Rodney. Hi, Rodney, if you ever are listening. Um, oh, he went to this sushi restaurant in San Francisco off of 18th Street or either 18th Avenue. Um So it's either downtown or it's in the inner Richmond, Um, depending on where you are. It might be even considered inner sunset. And um, I was just surprised. So it was him that pretty much announced it because I don't even think most of the SFers even realize that all the restaurants have technically reopened. So I just want to see what happens a little and everything beforehand, but I kind of just want to go as soon as possible just to experience it before everyone realizes all the restaurants are reopened. Yeah, that's well, cause we have the indoor dining out here and you know, we still try and be careful, but um, yeah. like my mother-in-law, it was her birthday a few mm-hmm. weeks back. So yeah, we went out to a restaurant where, and I mean, for the most part, they seem to be doing good about like keeping tables apart and things mm-hmm. like that. But like, I mean, that place was still pretty full. So it's yeah. like, Arizona- I don't know, hopefully. Yeah, all these red states, typically, they've been doing more likely 70 and 80%, which is actually considered max capacity anyways. Yeah, yeah. Um, Because when people say, oh, half, um, 50% capacity, that's actually technically technically full. Because if you were at max capacity, there's just pretty much nowhere to move yeah, around. Yeah, exactly. And max capacity is an average of 70 to 80%. Yeah, so, I, like, I don't understand, like, why the whole indoor dining thing was even at 60% capacity in the first place, because that's actually max capacity, typically. Yeah. That's like an average, that's an average restaurant's opening in general. Yeah, pretty much. So, um, but yeah, um, I just hope that everything, for the most part, is going to go well, but I kind of, 
I don't know. I just kind of doubt it. I just want to try getting into a restaurant as soon as possible. Um, I planned on going to a winery in Yauntville with one of my old coworkers. They're now my, they're now considered my old coworker at this point because we don't work together and all. Um, uh, we're supposed to go next week to Shadon. Shadon. Yeah, so we're going to go over there, but it's still threatening that it's a 50% chance of rain that day. So that would be the first time I've actually gone out, gone out in public, public like that. Yeah. So I don't really know how they would do it because for a place like that, it is absolutely stellar sitting outside. Oh, yeah. I love the outside sitting area there. Yeah. The, it's all about sitting outside. So I don't know how in the world they're going to do with the indoor thing because with the tasting room, it was it's never been about doing it indoors, really, because you're only there indoors in the tasting area to, um, to get your um, alcohol, yeah. get your yeah. wine and champagne and whatever that you're doing. Um, so yeah, I don't know. I I just want to, I kind of low-key just want to get hammered. <laughs> <laughs> well, I tell you what, I don't know if he's still working there. I have a really good friend who worked in the kitchen at Shendon and sometimes the tasting room too. I'm mm-hmm. not going to mention his name on the podcast because if he's not there, that'll make me look foolish. And two, if he is, I don't want people bothering him, but I will text you his name. Uh, let him know you know me and like he'll hook it up. Oh, you know what? That... <laughs> I had that happen just only once when I first went to Shadon. Oh my God. My bestie, Mary. Mary, if you're ever listening, um, she's literally amazing, you guys. She's Mexican, French, and in Spanish. She speaks, uh, I'll say it in the order that she speaks um, Mexican, French, English. Then it's um, Italian, and then, oh, actually, other way around. So it's Mexican, French, English, German. Then it's Italian. Then it's, um, I think it's Portuguese. I, oh, I think wow. she speaks five, five or six languages. Wow. She speaks five or six languages, and it is so crazy. Right now she's living in Germany and everything with her husband. I'm waiting for the day they move back over here um, because but, like, I'm just, I, I, I have an interest in visiting Germany, but at the same time, I kind of don't, but um, I have German relatives. So I want to know what our family crest is all about. Oh, so for I'm sure. Really, so I'm really interested on my German side, um, family crest and whatnot. So, and plus, I just want to visit the Gothic castle. So, I mean, like, oh, that's, yeah. what, that's a main draw for me. But other than that, like, the food doesn't sound that interesting. The alcohol sounds amazing. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, but other than that, <laughs> that's pretty much it. And then, um, yeah, that's, yeah, that's, that's, that's pretty much it. Um, but her cousin worked there. And she gave us a $60 bottle of whatever it was for free. She, like, I'm not trying to, like, I don't even know if she works there anymore, but it was just amazing. And that was on top of the rest of the stuff that we were drinking that day. Oh, yeah. So that, yeah. that was just, that was just awesome. By the no, way, I, you guys, if you ever are in California, please visit that location. That place is so fucking stellar. It's that place, stellar. it is. It's it's an institution. And that's the thing, like, okay, I, I'm, I'm, 
pretty into wine. I mean, I have wine tattoos all over me. Here, oh my god, what does but, that say? Um, uh, Sinequanon. That's my absolute favorite winery in the world. Their wow. shit is like. You have to like text me that so I remember. Oh, for sure. Yeah, and then like like Napa got Opus One, um, <laughs> <laughs> but um, like that's the thing. So it's like I've been to I've been to some like not to like you know pat my own self on the back or whatever. But I've mm-hmm. been to some like nice exclusive wineries like places mm-hmm. that like you kind of have to know people to even like get in and then like you have to know other people to get like That's the what's experience. Um, but like, I will say to somebody who's never been to the Napa Valley, like Domaine Chandon is like a, a must visit on your list. Like yes. the wines. Okay. I, I, I do enjoy my sparkling wines. I, I like champagne and everything. And you know, here's the deal. I've, you know, uh, <laughs> I've drank some very expensive champagnes. Like when I was a kid, another one, uh, Crystal, like mm-hmm. that just used to be my shit. Uh, whatever. But I never had that. I mean, never got into wine until I moved out of Sonoma <laughs> County, believe it or not. Oh, wow. Oh, man. <laughs> but, like, I, I, it's like, I was like, oh, I would live here. I don't need it. I'll try it later. But the minute I moved out, I was like, oh, I'm going to go wine tasting. Right. Yeah. <laughs> but like, it's totally but no, true. I, no, well, and that's not what, I mean, when I lived out there for a while, I'd go like every weekend, especially yeah. if I was like in the industry, because mm-hmm. like, okay, one, oh, people, yeah, yeah, I was, oh, I was a SOM for a couple years, hmm. but like, people will hook it up if you're in the industry, especially if you're in charge of a wine list, which I was, because they want to get on your list, mm-hmm. um, but two, it's just, it's kind of cool because then, you know, if they know you're dealing with the public too, and in your industry, it's really the same thing. So you do, mm-hmm. you don't want to necessarily be like a name dropper, but just let yeah. them know. It's like, I deal with people who might be, you know, heading up your way, whatever. So they want to make sure you have a good experience. So you give them a recommendation because, yeah. you know, at the end of the day, yeah, some people are going to be checking Yelp or whatever, but mm-hmm. it, it doesn't. You can't even trust things. Yelp anymore. Yeah, you, you can't. <laughs> exactly. So like, that's the thing, but like Shandon, yeah, the, the wine, it's actually, it's fantastic for, for not just for the price, but like, it's something that you can literally go to Safeway and buy. So like, mm-hmm. even after you come home from Napa Valley, it's always going to be accessible. Mm-hmm. Um, but more than that, it's the property itself. Mm-hmm. Um, years ago, my mother was the artist in residence there, uh, but they have a great art program. I believe the lady's name is Ellen Flora, who's in charge of that still. Uh, she does an excellent mm. job curating the artwork there. So if you're into art, you know, they're always kind of rotating, keeping it fresh. Um, Interesting. But then the property itself is beautiful. Like you were saying, you sit outdoors and, yes. um, you know, it's just, <laughs> it's, it's, it's paradise, you know, looking out there. They don't have the restaurant anymore, from what I understand, which kind of bummed me out because that was a good restaurant. But, they you know, had, they still like, have... they, they, um, they did pairings. So, you yeah, have yeah, to, they still do the pairings. Yeah, they did. Now. They definitely, yeah. you have to order that large plate yeah. if you really want to do a true pairing with them. Yeah. So, so yeah. So what were we going to say? I didn't even know that they even had a restaurant. Oh, no. It, it, they they used to. I think it's been gone for years now, to be honest mm-hmm. with you. But, um, that yeah, that place was uh, stellar. At 12 was the name of the restaurant. And, mm-hmm. you know, more than that, um, it is – they're kind of big in the community, too, which, you know – that's one of the things I appreciate the most about them. They own other wineries, of course. I mean, they're doing it 
you know, of course, for their own interests, but, Mm -hmm. you know, just in terms of with the wildfires and people, businesses, things Mm -hmm. like that displaced. Well, Chandon is owned by LVMH, which if you're into any sort of luxury brands at all, you know, that is like the, the brand right there. And what does that stand for, for our listeners who do not understand what we are talking about? (laughs) LVMH is Louis Vuitton Moet Hennessy. So Moet owns and created Chandon everyone. That's right. That's, That's something right. you need to realize because you're if you are drinking Moet and you drink a sister product of theirs, you know you're drinking high end and yeah. really exceptional high quality. Absolutely. So that's the thing. So this is their, you know, California property, but they're still putting the same attention to detail as they put into, mm-hmm. you know, their flagship Moet. So you know, it's it's just, it's all around, it's a great experience. Um, you know, there's other sparkling wineries in the Napa Valley, which are definitely worth checking out. Domain Carneros mm-hmm. is another one that I'd recommend. But mm-hmm. at the same time, none of them have that, like, total package that no, uh, Domain Chandon does. Um, you know what? Speaking of wine, I was actually talking to my old coworker about where to go. Because um, out of all people... I cannot believe that I haven't been there yet. Like I visited only the property once, but never went inside and did the full tasting is um, the modern um, Castle de Amarosa. Oh, what do you think of that? Nope. Don't care for it. So I I know people who work there. Yeah. What's the The issue? The wine is just okay. It's, Mm -hmm. is is it just more the fantasy of the fact that it's a, a real modern castle. That that's that's exactly what it is. It's it's almost a. I, I hate to use this term because I don't mean to like be insulting. Like mm-hmm. obviously they do their thing and people like them. So this is just mm-hmm. my opinion. Mm-hmm. But it's more of a almost like tourist trap type thing. Mm-hmm. If you're looking for a place that's got that kind of same like modern fantasy vibe, what you yeah. want to do, you go to Rutherford and you look for Dariush. That's mm-hmm. owned by like this dude. I don't know like where he made his money, but he is just like this insanely wealthy guy who like built it's it's like a like a old school like persian like palace so you get that same kind of fantasy experience all the grandeur and everything when you walk in they have like these super impressive like very dramatic like columns and fountains and stuff like Mm -hmm. out front but their wine is outstanding that's the major difference for me the castello di amoroso the wine is just okay it's not really it's not anything that like you'll try it and it's fine, but it's not anything that you'll be like, Oh, I need to have like, you know, a case of this, whatever. Mm-hmm. Like uh, maybe some people do. There, there's another one kind of like that. Have you ever heard of Del Dotto? I was going to say Gloria or are you thinking of mom? Mom's okay. I, I, I like mom well enough. I mean, it's definitely, I, it never say, interests me. The yeah. Property interested me for a wedding venue, but other than that, the wine just doesn't speak to me. No, it's yeah, it's it's just okay. It's mm-hmm. it's fine. Um, no, and that's the thing, you know. So Napa Valley, you do you have to kind of choose sometimes. Like, if there's a property that like, oh, this place is really cool, I want to check it out. And yeah. maybe the wine's not so good. Sometimes it's still worth it to check out the properties because, like, what mm-hmm. some of these, like for example, Coppola is one where it's like it's the wine is fine. You know, like Mm -hmm. we even buy Coppola from time to time in the house Mm -hmm. here, but like you're in the Napa Valley, you got access to some of the greatest wines in the world. Mm -hmm. Like Coppola is always going to be there, you know, but if you've never been to the property, it is worth checking out. Cause Mm -hmm. I mean, 
they put some serious money into, you know, obviously Francis Ford Coppola, career in film and everything, very uh, illustrious director. Um, mm-hmm. So they've got a lot of great like movie memorabilia and things like that, but just the property itself, the views when you're outside there, it's like, it's outstanding. So it's like, even though the wine isn't necessarily going to knock your socks off, it's still mm-hmm. worth checking that place out too. So, you know, I have a random question. Do you remember going to the Bounty Hunter when before oh, it yeah. had that major remodel? Did you know that they had a recent major remodel? I did not know they had a remodel, no. Yeah, so basically, um, I remember going there back in 2000, I think it was like 2007, whenever, what year that was, that my, my bestie Mary, she introduced me to that place. Um, I remember they always had that, almost $80 chicken. It was either a half or a whole, whatever, how much it was. I think it was like a half or something like that. And we would always get, um, she introduced me to Burbet, um, which is an Italian sparkling sweet wine. Mm -hmm. And then uh, we would drink more wine while we were there, do the tasting and whatnot. Now, from what I understand, um, when I went there last is that they completely changed their menu. They no longer, I think that they still do that whole half chicken thing, but now it's all about barbecue pairing. Okay. So maybe it was when I was still there that they did that. Cause I remember when they got like really, really big into barbecue. Yeah. And it's it, was like, just ra- it was really random. So yeah. this was like two, maybe two, three years ago when I was there, when she visited last in America to, before she went back to Germany. She's from here, from America, and then moved over to Germany. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's, I, I do remember they were, like, pretty into barbecue. Like, Bounty Hunter, I liked it well enough just because I liked the retail side. They were, like, pretty reasonable. Like, mm-hmm. they had, like, some hard-to-find bottles, and they didn't, like, yeah. totally rip you off. Um, but usually when I'd go, I'd just sit at the bar. Mm-hmm. Um, like, if I was going to eat and I was downtown, there was, like, I what did you think of like, the food? The barbecue okay. thing? Because it like okay. that's so because like I have we have never eaten since that major update. Yeah. No, I mean it was it was okay. I, I'm certainly not gonna like criticize it, whatever, but it wasn't, you know, again, you're in downtown Napa and like okay, at the time I was there, it's not there anymore, but like remember the Thomas or like their bar was called Fagiani's? Um, I don't know because I'm not from the uh, um, the Napa Valley area. That um, was that was like yeah. one of the bigger like downtown spots, and that's usually mm-hmm. like like the food was like really good there. Uh, again, they had a really good wine list. The bar, though, like okay, nowadays like craft cocktails like that's just a given. You expect that, but like mm-hmm. ten years ago, that was still kind of like the places that had like the real craft cocktails. It's like mm-hmm. oh damn, you guys are doing the most. So, like, they were kind of, like, the first ones in downtown Napa, if memory serves, to, like, introduce mm. that. But, um, yeah, that, that was usually where I'd go to eat. Um, trying to think. There was, like, a Spanish place downtown, too, that I liked. Um, and Wine bar or restaurant? It was a restaurant. Hmm. I don't know, because, like, I never really ate too much in Napa. Because whenever my I would go hang out with my friend Mary... Um, we would either go to her place, we would go get food, dress up, get ready, and go straight into San Francisco. <laughs> That's what we would do, like, honestly. And then, like, sometimes we, um, I was gonna ask, have you ever been to Sushi Mambo there? 
Oh yeah, yeah, Sushi Mambo. Oh my god, that um, was our shit back then. I don't know yeah. what I don't know if there's still in existence now. Um, I want to say it's been clearly over. It's probably been a at least a good almost eight years or more since I've been there. Yeah, that was the one. It was. Well, I want to make sure that that was the one. It was by like it's, the Archer. The sushi. Uh, it's Spanish owned. Yeah, a Spanish family owned the restaurant who was just so obsessed with sushi. And that was the first time that I was trying, um, I was actually diversifying my sushi palette. Um, it got that so long ago, holy shit. <laughs> um, diversifying my sushi palette and having also burnt cheese on my sushi and whatnot. <laughs> so I was like, I, I don't eat dairy on sushi. Right. It was it was just so random. It was hella random. But once I tried that, it was like done for. We would easily spend over a hundred bucks there and oh, whatever, yeah. like yeah. easily. And then we would go there and then we go straight back in, straight into the San Francisco Bay Area um, and just go clubbing. <laughs> like that's, <laughs> that's what we did back then. It was just all about partying when I was hella younger. So we would just go, we would go wine tasting a little, go to a restaurant, eat very light because we're going to stay up to four in the morning. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, but to go back onto what you're saying, never heard of that restaurant. If it's Spaniard. Yeah, I can't, I, I, the name escapes me now, but I obviously it didn't leave enough of an impression on me. I did used to like eating there. Um, And then of course, Morimoto, when they opened that downtown, that was kind of like, I think I've been to that place. Yeah. It was, were you around before they built the Oxbow Market? No, that was like right when I first started hanging out in Napa was when Oxbow opened. But oh, okay. like, yeah, like. What do you think of Oxbow? Last time I was there, I liked it. I, I mean, I haven't been in years now, but like, uh, that's actually where I was introduced to Ritual Coffee. So. Oh, that's what I was about to ask yeah. you. Have you had the Ritual Coffee there? Because that of was course. a main draw for me. I no, would I, dr- I would drive out of my way before I go to work. Um, I used to work uh, from time to time at one of the beautiful Forbes-rated hotels over there. I'm not going to say which one. Um, I would literally go to Oxbow just for the coffee because Oxbow would not be open, but the but the ritual yeah. coffee would be open. I believe at seven in the morning. Yeah, because it was, was just the only thing there. That yeah, it was, was just open. ritual, and then uh, Gotts Roadside on the outside because they had like the mm-hmm. big ass breakfast sandwiches there, like. So if I was working like a day shift or something like that, mm-hmm. yeah, I'd go out there and get ritual in the morning, which honestly, like I haven't, I, I need to, maybe I need to order some, uh, some ritual coffee. I've kind of been, uh, I've kind of been on an e- uh, equator kick lately. Too um, acidic for me. Really? Now, have yeah. you tried there the one they did uh, for French laundry? No, it, because with the last time I went to, because when I was living in Marin, I didn't even bother going to the equator um, in San Rafael, which was where I believe that their roasting is. Yeah, I believe um, they do roast it from San Rafael. Yeah, I think that's where they do the roasting and everything. Um, I was introduced to equator when I was first living in San Francisco. So it was, I think it was like they were off of the main strip, which is market. And I believe that they're still there, but their coffee, because it's, um, as I think that they said that most of their coffee was South American mm-hmm. and South American coffees, you guys, if you do not know this, um, they they tend to be more acidic. Yeah. Um, so 
it doesn't mean that it's not good coffee. You just have to have like a really good balance. And if you're just drinking a non, if you're just drinking just flat out South American coffee, depending on which region you're, you're talking about, because the coffee can be like a blend of Mexico and whatever with South American and everything, it might be a little more balanced, but it might have a little more of that bitter taste. Um, I'm a total coffee snob. Oh my God, I can go on a whole <laughs> coffee tangent right now, but I'm going to try not to do oh, that. Oh no, but I think idea for next episode is we got to have the coffee episode then. Cause like this, yes. this, I think we are going to get a lot of content out of because I agree. <laughs> oh my God. Okay. So if that's the case, I think that we should just cut it off from right here. Okay. So that's, that's everyone yeah. listening. You got to stay tuned now. Check us out next week and we'll have the coffee episode for you. <laughs> yes. Oh my God. Um, we, oh my God. Even though you just said, even though I said we should cut that, I was about to start talking about coffee. Hold on. <laughs> okay, so no, no coffee. So this is a good episode. I think we have um, pretty much touched upon a lot of stuff that I, I think a lot of people have been asking themselves. Let's be real, regardless yeah. of your views. Okay, yeah. trying to find the correct company to make the stuff that I want available for my Patreon is fairly hard. Um, I'm kind of borderline about to ask, where does Barn Brand get his stickers made? I don't know, but they're nice. Those new they're, stickers. The holographic yeah. one yeah. was just, it just caught my attention. Yeah. That holographic one, I was like, ooh, so shiny. Even though it's not, it's not my thing. Maybe when, if I was younger, but I, I'm just yeah, no, it's, staring at it. Yeah, it's, it's super it's high quality stock. Yeah. And the printing too, it looks almost like, it doesn't even look digital. It looks almost like silk screen. Yeah, it, yeah. it doesn't have that disgusting digital grainy look, especially yeah. from a low quality company. It, does, it looks like the, that the pixels were just on point. Yeah. Um, that's what's up. Um, so I am slowly but surely going to have things available on that Patreon, you guys. That's why I haven't been whoring it out and everything. Um, but if you are interested, I am available um, for donations and everything for um, for my Patreon. And that is um, Patreon, um, I think, dot com slash Greenbird555. And I, you can find me on any social media network that you can think of, Greenbird555. And same with YouTube. Now, Santino, where can everyone find you? And what, do, what, what, what plugins do you want to <laughs> Well, no, there, that's, I'll, I'll throw on a plug for my Patreon, too. So that's just patreon.com slash VelisonTerminal. Mm-hmm. Uh, of course, find me on my website, VelisonTerminal.com. Um, YouTube, I haven't uploaded content lately, but I'm there at VelisonTerminal again. Mm-hmm. Uh, Insta, you guessed it, VelisonTerminal. And, of course, Twitter has to be the lone outlier. It is V ampersand T. Hmm. So um, I'm not gonna lie. I re- uh, uh, I'm gonna share with you um, the the tripod I'm about to buy and everything yeah. for my big DSLR camera. Um, I've been low key trying to think maybe if I should go for mirrorless because um, there's a new direction where YouTubers are going now. It's pretty crazy. But um, that's if if I really just focus on YouTube again and whatever. But um, but yeah, it's basically all about mirrorless now because what Canon is doing, I believe in the beginning of 2021, they're discontinuing making regular DSLRs. Really? So they're all going to be mirrorless, yeah. 
Oh, wow. Uh, okay. So I, that, I, that's I, the future then. It is the future because um, they're lighter. Mm. Um, they are a lot easier to work with. And also the way how they're going to design it is it does not matter if you have old school Canon red line um, red label um, lens, you can mm-hmm. throw it onto there. So that's the so future. It's, it's backwards compatible then. It's there all the new D- all all of their new DSLR mirrorless cameras. I I think they're not considered a DSLR because if they're a, because if they're mirrorless, then they're not a DSLR. Yeah. So all of the new mirrorless are going to be backwards compatible from here oh, on. That's out. awesome. So it's a huge, it's a huge weird direction that they're going. And they said also that you can even put a Sony lens onto it if you oh, want wow. to, depending yeah, okay. on the on the lens. So it's I'm really interested in seeing because I never worked with a mirrorless. I think I maybe once during art school and I was like, I don't understand this thing <laughs> and whatnot. <laughs> because like I was still trying to get used to a regular DSLR and trying to get into the mirrorless and whatever that was hard but now it's just the way how they work is a whole different story and there's a lot of stuff that's cut out without a mirror in there yeah and it's just it's just easier unfortunately they're typically more expensive for some reason or whatever than the dslr so i don't know i'll do more research on that but that was coming from canon themselves and also it was also coming from um, a lot of canon reviewers um but yeah um with that being said, you guys, um, thank you so much for checking out our podcast, Offbeat Beards. That is like the whole reason why we're called Offbeat, because we're not going to stick <laughs> to one damn subject about beard care, skin care, all the above, because like, like we said, we, you can only talk about that so much. Exactly. Okay. Because like everyone's retention span is a whole, is a whole <laughs> lot of different story than everyone else's. Um, so yeah, did you have anything to say to our viewers before we let them go uh, well before we let them go <laughs> the other yeah. way around <laughs> yeah. uh you know nothing uh nothing i can think of off the uh off the top of my head just uh <laughs> keep keep tuning in and we'll keep making content oh um so you guys know we have another special edition podcast coming up um let me let me make sure the date um because today is november 10th so the new special edition podcast should be available next week. 16th. Uh, well, I'm looking at the calendar right now. Today is the 10th. It should be available immediately on the 23rd. Because, okay. yeah. So it'll be available on the 23rd. It's a special edition and whatnot. It's going to be kind of... Um, Kind of slight um, vibe as the Halloween special, mm. but it's not going to have all the horror stuff. <laughs> <laughs> so, but yeah, with that being said, thank you so much once again. And we will be anticipating you guys listening. I don't know why I was going to say, see you on the <laughs> next one. You guys can't visually see us. We'll talk to you on the next one. <laughs> yes. Bye. Bye. Oh my god, that was so funny. That was. <laughs> I was trying not to talk as if we're literally <laughs> gonna put this on YouTube right now. Right. But, um...